baby, it's Big Dog Ball Talk. And if this is your wow. first time listening to the show, congratulations! <laughs> oh my goodness! First listener yeah. special. Uh, if this is your first time listening, please get us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Give us a follow. Shoot us a DM on X or Instagram, and you've just won a year free subscription of Jordan Legal Feet Picks. Congratulations! <laughs> congratulations! Yeah. This guy's got the best, most unique feet in the business. Uh, every single day for the rest of uh, the year, you will get a free feet pick from uh, Jordan Flegel. Uh, Jordan, I mean, the, this is uh, obviously an honor for them. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, do you want you want to give them a little uh, sneak peek to explain to them what they're getting out of this deal? Uh, I mean, it, it, ac- an actual sneak peek. Since this is podcast, you'd be the only mm. one to see this, Just unless distra- we uh, unless we put it up, unless we put Pull it up on TikTok. Back. But uh, if you'd like that, sure, Matt. But uh, no, Sexy. I'm happy to. Happy to provide, you know, it's easy to just snap one, um, you know, every day and you know, I can, I can get out of bed, just out of the shower. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I can, you know, whatever sort of situation you, you want them in, you know, wet, dry, <laughs> slimy, uh, you know, after <laughs> I play basketball there, mm. it's quite a sight, but, uh, no um, socks are being sent. Just picks. Yeah. 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 You have I mean, to pay for do... the, the, the socks. Yes. That's a whole different business. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But no, you know, I, I genuinely, Matt. Like I'm not even joking a single bit. I looked at like a feet pick website when I was really okay. down. When it was down uh, <laughs> bad during the pandemic, or towards the end, I'm like, you know what? I I, I see all these people on TikTok. Obviously, uh, all women that I saw, you know, making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they go, you know, those interviews on the streets. Like, how much money do you have in your bank account? I have eight million. What do you do? Oh, I sell yep. feet pick. Um, but uh, no, women I have had it too good for go too long. For I agree. <laughs> I, you yeah, should I really take over the market. No, That's but what I, I took away like, from Barbie. But you know, you guys always tell me my my feet, and my toes are weird. I'm like, maybe some fucking sicko uh, will like this. But I didn't <laughs> go through with it. I didn't go through with it. I still might, but uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get a lot of hits on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time listeners, just you know, let us know, email us too. Yeah, yeah. Want. Well, this is like a this is like a sample size. Uh, so again, yeah, if this is your first time listening, be the first person to message us. This is only going out to one lucky uh, one lucky listener. Uh, yeah. And if it goes unclaimed, uh, shoot your shot. Maybe Jordan will uh, bless you anyways with uh, some yeah. kind of a risque feet pick. But mm-hmm. this is big dog ball talk medic or jordan flegel it is a basketball podcast uh don't get it twisted yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this isn't a you know podcast. That we, i mean we could maybe if you wanted us to like it turns out this is more lucrative for us to get viewers like maybe they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're yeah 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 could work uh big 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 dog feet talk uh, yeah i'm not review re- big review feet, people's feet big yeah big feet ball no not big feet and ball talk uh that's a eh, completely separate maybe thing. I mean, we can get into that too but uh yeah i'm not tied to this whole basketball thing we're doing this to no, make money it. so uh whatever yeah works. this is and i mean again we're, we're we're incredibly wealthy from this podcast at this point yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. we just need a new challenge mm-hmm. uh but some people that really aren't feeling the challenge the newly, freshly announced NBA All-Stars 2024. Uh, we, If you haven't listened uh-huh. to it, this one, uh, I, I'm being serious. Go back and listen to our uh, NBA All-Star uh, draft special. Uh, we, uh-huh. me and Jordan, announced our starting five plus our reserves. So, uh, you know, you get the entire team. You don't just get a taste of it like the NBA teasing us right now with just the starter. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan... Overall, uh, you know, to spoil it a little bit, if you haven't listened to it and you didn't listen to us just now, uh, fuck you. But we are going to tell you anyway. Uh, we were pretty good. We were uh, we we nailed a lot of these picks. Uh, yep. Obviously, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo were the uh, we we had already talked about it on the podcast. There was a foregone conclusion that they were going to be the starting uh, the captains here uh, yep. for the the West and the East. 
But the rest of it, Jordan, we, we were pretty close. Uh, I believe you got all five of the Western Conference starters. I don't know if you had LeBron no. starting. I know you had LeBron as an all-star, though. Uh, yeah, no, I had LeBron as an all-star, but I had Kawhi over him starting. So it didn't true. quite yes, yes. make it. But again, we weren't predicting. We were giving our all-stars. Yes, it was pretty yes. obvious LeBron was going to start. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think Kawhi, in my opinion, Kawhi deserved it over him. Yep, and I didn't have LeBron as an all-star at all. Get my yeah. reasons uh, <laughs> a little bit over there. Uh, but then you have uh, on the Eastern Conference, though. I mean, I, I uh, my picks were five for five. I know yep. uh, you know t- we we had oil with the four or the, we were four for four with uh, Giannis, Joel, uh, Tatum, and Halliburton. But uh, Damian Lillard was one that we talked about it in there. Like I had him in my starting lap five or my uh, for the East. But yep. a lot of people out there, you know, didn't have him as an all-star at all, yourself included. Yep, yep. There was a lot of people talking about, you know. Was this fair? Should Dame have been there? Like, it's a lot of speculation. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see him kind of get that vote because, uh, you know, the media and the coaches, I really wasn't sure if they were going to give him that love. Like, I kind of thought it would be, uh, you know, the fans that would get him there if it was going to be. But, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting that he was able to get in there. Uh, I know uh, the rumors are that it was, it was very, very close that it came down to, the uh, I think, whoever had more fan votes. It was kind of like a tiebreaker yeah. in the end yeah. of the deal. Uh, and before we kind of get into you know, how you feel about uh, Dame getting that uh, kind of last spot there in the backcourt, crazy stat, something I didn't realize until the, you know, they announced this. This is Damian Lillard's first time ever starting an All-Star game. I was game. shocked by that, too. But I guess when you play in the Western Conference, you know, Steph Curry has been commanding that that spot for so long. Uh, and we'll get yep. to Steph maybe a little bit here. But, uh, I mean, overall, Jordan, I mean, how do you think that the uh, that, that this all ended up coming to be uh, as the uh, the final starting fives? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think Dame to me was the only real shocker. Everyone else uh, I, I kind of predicted. Uh, the West, yep. I knew it was kind of going to shake out like that, although – the Steph uh, and uh, SGA thing uh, was, you know, that that was still up in the air too. I, I probably, I, I was still a bit shocked that Steph didn't start, but I knew that, yep. uh, you know, between the coaches, uh, you know, the players, the media, everyone was going to, well, maybe not the players so much. The players still really respect Steph, but, you know, but between the, the media and the coaches, certainly people were going to, uh, you know, uh, SGA was going to be heavily favored. He's yeah, doing yep. so much better uh, and his team's doing so much better this year than Steph's uh, obviously. Um, so, so yeah, I, and I thought maybe the, the fan boat would, would carry Steph in there, but it didn't, didn't quite, but, um, but, but, you know, in the, in the East, as you said, uh, you know, Dame, I, I, I was a little shocked. I, I, I did think uh, that, that maybe Brunson would get there. I know Brunson was trailing him um, in, in the fan boat. And I think Donovan Mitchell must've been trailing Dame as well, but I think that was a little closer um, mm-hmm. and, 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 Spider might even have been ahead of him because I, I saw he got you know quite a, quite a number of votes um, and and that's who I had starting next to Halliburton in the backcourt I had Donovan yeah, yeah. Mitchell um, but uh, so but you know I think though it, it kind of shows the respect that Dame does have still around the league even though again he's not having his best season but he is still putting mm-hmm. up all star numbers it's not like this is a stretch or anything I did leave him off my team but that's just because there's so many good guards in the in the East. Uh, he's still a deserving all-star, even though I didn't, you know, fully have him there. But, but yeah, I think he yeah. must have got a lot of, yeah, respect, uh, you know, from the players, the 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 coaches, and and the media. There's there's still a lot of his sort of believers there. So, uh, it's 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 not like he's not deserving. I just think, you know, Milwaukee's been such a weird team that just fired their fucking head coach, uh, which we'll mm-hmm. get to here. Uh, that yep. uh, you know, it's it's weird that it shakes out that they're they're the only uh, you know team in the entire league with two uh, all-star starters uh you know in that starting lineup uh when when it seems like their their season's kind of still hanging in the balance here a little bit even though yep, again yep. everyone every time we talk about that it's like we're talking about them as if they're 
out of the play-in mix. Uh, they've got the tied for the second best record in the entire fucking league. Uh, uh, you know, despite all of their challenges, problems, um, you know, they, they, it, granted they've had the easiest schedule in the league up to this point, but, but still, uh, you know, they, they, they still deserve credit, you know, uh, for, for, mm-hmm. for what they've done. But, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that it, that it shook out, uh, that way. I wouldn't have predicted it, honestly. Yeah. And, and I mean, the other, uh, you know, you mentioned it a little bit there. Uh, it is crazy that people are actually calling the SGA over Curry spot in the starting five a robbery. Yeah. Uh, I don't fucking get how the guy can be a top three in the MVP race and you think he's not going to be a starting five yeah. in an, his own conference. Yeah. Uh, it, that That's a little stupid to me. I get that it's a half popularity contest, but yeah. he's better than Steph in pretty much every single statistical category. His team is so much better. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, I like outside of three point shooting right now, SGA is better than Steph at literally every single facet of the game. Yeah. So I don't know why anybody in their, their right mind that actually watches the NBA the would think that. But that's the thing. Yeah, I think that it is. Uh, Steph Curry, who the fuck is this Shea Gilgis Alexander? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know who the fuck this guy Shea is. Gilgis. Uh, is, he, uh, is he from uh, the same place Tristan Thompson is? Not not quite, <laughs> but close. Uh, but I, overall, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Like, again, like I know I said, like I had, I had didn't have LeBron on my starting five. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I gave my reasons why I don't think he deserves to be an all-star. But I'm not mad that he's an all-star by any means. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. he br- breaks the record there. Uh, you know, 20 straight uh, NBA all-star nods. Breaks the record. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, again, the, the king stands alone Ooh. in some of these records. Like, I don't know who's going to ever be able to beat that. Like, it's it's going to be tough. Like, there's guys who I he, can see making, like... And has he started that entire time? Like, I, he might not have started as the first uh, year he made it. But, like, for the last... Got to be the last, like... 17 17 yeah it's got which is fucking insane like that's that's a whole other level it's not just you know all-star and i think like it was kareem right that he passed for the record yeah i'm assuming so yeah and kareem would have started kareem pretty pretty much much holds every other record lebron's just like if i was kareem honestly i would have a a little dartboard with lebron on it like (laughs) like he's already kind of said like he's not like a big fan he's kind of a little bitter i would fucking hate lebron and now you've got all these kids they don't even know who you are like i would i would be pretty pissed yeah yeah man it's crazy got a broken hip now too like fuck like cream (laughs) hey man you're the forgotten goat man we're come on the podcast well i'm gonna dm him we're just gonna shit talk lebron for 45 minutes he would love it he would love it but he he takes subtle shots at people he's very smart man He's, he's not but uh you know that's even uh yeah that that's more entertaining to 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 listen to kareem uh yeah throw shade yeah kareem uh get on here dancing on the stars too it was funny yeah yeah but no it's just crazy uh uh yeah that that lebron not only an all-star starting pretty much every year of his career um uh it's 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 wild uh you know we're witnessing greatness uh i'll even say that as a hater well, I, I mean, Jordan, it's, it's going to be exciting to see the NBA All-Star Game when it does uh, come to be. And uh, there, there's already rumors about, you know, potentially maybe uh, putting some uh, WNBA All-Stars in the three-point contest. Hey, uh, they're going to be shaking some things up here. Caitlin Clark uh, will win a- that thing today, man. I'm telling you. <sighs> She, man, she's, man. they'd have to pull her she, out of from college, but still. She, she might be, uh, she, she, I talked about it on the podcast last off season or maybe yeah. towards the end of the year. I said, man, Caitlin Clark, uh, this is a weak draft class. Maybe the Raptors should go after the sharpshooter. I don't know. Or you, the Pistons, the Pistons would have at least 10 wins if they had her on, on the squad. I'm telling you. 
for real. I, I mean, it's a, it's a different conversation to be had for another day. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Caitlin Clark to the uh, NBA. I, I, I know this uh, again. It's a big lot of discussion. People thinking that maybe that's uh, not good for the WNBA. But I mean, that's no, just about do it. Merge the shit. leagues like the uh, ABA and yeah, NBA. Fine. Just do it. Uh, get another merger yeah, in yeah. there. Uh, maybe, maybe Brittany Griner can play on a bench somewhere. Everyone else, sorry, you're cut. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin and uh, and Brittany. Uh, that's it. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I- I'm excited for the All Star game though, Matt. I mean, we we're mm-hmm. still, as we say, uh, up in the air. We're looking for uh, you know funding, but to get us down to Indianapolis yes, yes. to do a live show, uh, half for that and half for producer Alex's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. l- l- someone send us there, please. Yeah, uh, whoever is second to getting uh, as a first-time listener, uh, yes. you win the free subscription. It's not free, though. You have to pay us like $20 per foot pick that you yeah. get from Flegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 20 picks, like that's like that's a good amount of money. It's like 200 bucks. We're getting close <laughs> yeah. here. We're, we're almost uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we almost getting money. there. So, yeah, maybe maybe Jordan fronts you like 25 pictures in advance and then we yeah, make it work. Every, but, yeah, uh, yeah, so if you're into feet, be sure to be second. <laughs> uh, if you're first, we're going to be a little pissed off. But uh, moving on uh, to someone who maybe likes feet. I don't know. Uh, Adrian Griffin fired. Right, the Giannis Bucks. definitely likes feet. Uh, I know how freaky oh, that fucking uh, freak is. <laughs> Unseen freaky hours, man. Everybody <laughs> knows. Uh, but yeah, uh, an interesting, like, very out of the blue. Like, honestly, I think that when people get fired in the NBA, like coaches, like, I think usually it's like, okay, I saw this coming. This is a weird one. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Team's not doing well. This is a team that, like you said, second in the NBA total record. I. Uh, Nothing has been going bad, but like we've heard off, like kind of offhandedly, you know, throughout the league, a lot of mumblings that people weren't happy with how things were going. Adrian Griffin wasn't really commanding the locker room well. And then all of a sudden it's just announced that he's fired. Um, first year coach, not even getting through the, uh, to the all-star break. Like that's like, that's insane. And, you know, you kind of almost assume like when I heard it, I was like, holy shit, did he pull a, uh, an email Udoka or something? Like yep. what's going on? Yep. And it just kind of seems like, and I don't want to put the blame on him, but seems like Giannis and maybe some of these other uh, top guys over there in Milwaukee just said, you know what, I have enough of this fucking guy. I'm done. And because uh, I, I read the report, the the Milwaukee, uh, the Bucks GMs were sitting down there and watching practice from the floor level. Like very yeah. weird things going on for a guy you hired. It wasn't like he's an intern, like he just got promoted by formality. This is a guy you went out and you did the selection process and you brought in. And somehow this has just been a huge failure in that sense. Uh, not on the court production wise, the, the Bucks are still again a title contender, but uh, just a really really weird uh, occurrence to be happening, Flegel. Yeah, it, it's crazy, and I, I'm I also want to make the point. Everyone keeps comparing this situation to David Blatt uh, in Cleveland when he was fired. Uh, you know, similar at a similar time, uh, you know, in the season, uh, and and the Cavs at that point had a similar type of winning record. But David Blatt coached the team the entire year before that to, mm-hmm. to the finals in 2015. And then, you know, you go you go through that, you you, you lose that series. You go through that whole, uh, you know, you have a full season with a coach. Like, it's not a comparable thing, really, to me, where you're letting yeah. a guy go who's, at, you know, when, you're, when your team's 30 and 13, um, and he hasn't even been, like, that's his first e- even gig head coaching yeah. at all like that's a, that's a different yeah. situation i know and black got shafted too off top of it that, that yes. was also fucked up yeah yeah and and like you know it, it, it was obviously at that point heavily influenced by lebron but lebron yeah. at that point was you know he, he had also it's a different situation too like I, I don't like when people just like oh you know blatt was 
you know, pushed out by LeBron and now Griffin by more than likely Giannis, even though Giannis is claiming that he loved the guy and he has no idea what's going on. No way, buddy. I think that's bullshit. You got to yeah. stop with this, Liar. With this stuff. Um, but like, it's also like, you know, Le- LeBron had been in the league so much longer than Giannis had, had so much more uh, experience, uh, you know, with different coaches, like Giannis had only ever played for Bud up up to that point. I know Jason Kidd, I guess, early, really early on in the, his career. But, Two years, what do you um, point Giannis? Yeah, yeah, but like you know, LeBron had been to to multiple teams, uh, you know, and and had been in the league for so long. Like I, I also think don't think that's comparable. Like I think LeBron had a better sense of like how to go about these things. He also, I think, knew mm-hmm. that it was going to be. You know, Ty Lue was there waiting in the wings to, to step into thing, that yeah, job. He, he had a guy he trusted yes, more than him. That was exactly. more what it was. And in this yeah. case, there's other cases where LeBron's just gotten guys fired. This yes. one was like, I like this guy better. He's taking your job. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, Essentially and, got cucked. Yeah, yeah. And, and but, so I, it, there, there's, you know, you can compare the situations for sure, but I think it's just very different in a lot of ways. And like the 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 thing that kind of, you know, I don't think is fair to, uh, to, 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 to Griffin is, um, you know, there's like Giannis clearly in the off season influenced their whole search and the yeah. whole thing of, Oh, you know, Nick nurse is there. He's, he's, you know, he's kind of in the final stages here of maybe getting this job. And then he pulls out of pull, pulls himself out of consideration. That's Giannis. Uh, you know, after he apparently met with all the candidates, just saying he didn't want to be coached by him and look at him, you know, we, we, he's already won a title. You know, we, 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 we had our issues with the guys, you know, in the Raptors situation, but that kind of just staled for a lot of different reasons, but he's mm-hmm. doing great in Philly. He, he, we know he's a championship level coach and he's a great coach. Well, and, top, top five in the league still. Yeah. And, and he's literally already proven that he can come into a new situation with completely new players and win in his first year. Like I know he was an assistant, but you know, he stepped yeah. in as a head coach, for the first time and went and won a title. And yep. so when you're given, when you're giving so much weight to Giannis, who in my mind, like, yes, he's a two-time MVP. He knows more about basketball than I ever will. He's still not really a guy I would trust to like know who is the best guy to coach an organization. Like I just, yeah. I would obviously take his input and stuff, but I just feel like Milwaukee is, is, maybe making too many sort of panic moves and kissing Giannis's ass a little bit too much, uh, you know, with, with what they're doing, because that it, it, like, again, it was, this, this was Giannis's kind of pick. And now you're in the middle of, of the season here, as you say, before the all-star break is even here, shaking things up. You don't even have a, have a guy on the bench who's been around this group who you're like, Oh no, this guy's going to do a better job. They, they go out and they hire doc. Who's been calling games all year. And it's like, I, I, I have, I don't really have confidence that he's going to be able to, to, to do what needs to be done to, you know, get Milwaukee over the hump because it's not like, like, I I know everyone's kind of criticizing Adrian Griffin's like X's and O's and his schemes and his defensive, uh, you know, the system and everything. Milwaukee just has more than anything, a, a personnel problem on the defensive side. And the whole Mm -hmm. issue with him not utilizing Giannis and Dame together in the pick and roll and unlocking that offense Milwaukee's offense already is amazing. Like Milwaukee's yep. great. That's why they're winning any of these games. I, I don't even really think you need to put in this, you know, crazy, uh, you know, sophisticated system. And, and when I mean, the playoffs they're, they're, come around, they're averaging like a combined 55 points a game. I don't yeah, know what else awesome. you want. Yeah. Like, yes. Once the playoffs come around, I'm sure they will run more pick and roll. Even if they just, you know, go rogue and start doing it themselves. Like you don't need Adrian Griffin to, so like to, to, to tell them to do that. Uh, and, and if anything, this is, you know, seen as kind of the smart coaching move to try a bunch of different things. And I know it's been weird. I'm not, you know, defending 
Adrian Griffin to the hills here. Right? There's definitely things he could have done better. Um, and, and he had clearly lost the locker room and you have to kind of address that when that happens. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just think, uh, I don't know, like, it, you know, Bud, Bud was pushed out uh, because of, you know, the, the Giannis didn't, you know, wasn't kind of responding to it anymore. The, 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 the organization thought they had to move on and to make this move at this point feels just like another kind of panic move. That's not necessarily going to fix your issues. And then if it's not working out with doc, then what do you do? You can't fire him. You can't fire a coach again. Yeah. You, you, this is, this is who you've got. Mr. Blown three, one lead. Um, uh, and, and I don't even hate doc. Like I think doc is an okay coach. I like the experience that he brings, but I don't know. It just, it just feels all a little bit kind of rash. And I, and I put a lot of blame on that group of players turning on a coach so early, uh, unless he was, you know, something comes out like that, that, you know, Griffin's an asshole. I know there's the whole thing with Terry Stotts, uh, that Mm kind of went down. So maybe that is an element I'm missing, but you know, by all accounts, he's a good guy. And, and, you know, Giannis did want him hired. So uh, I don't know, Matt, I, I, it it just feels kind of, kind of iffy to me. And, and, and I think, there was maybe a different way that this could have ended. And, and the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's doc rivers. Now it's, you know, it's the funniest thing that could have happened. And yes, you know, the, 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 the freakiness in that, uh, you know, that locker room, every practice now is going to go through the roof uh, because between doc and Giannis, that's, that's just too much, man. Well, and that's kind of the other thing of this, right? Like you're bringing in doc rivers of all things, of all people rather like, like it's, it's a guy who has had, Besides one championship run, so much trouble I know. getting to the NBA Finals. Taking great teams, you know, the Lob City Clippers. He mm-hmm. had his time with the 76ers the past couple of seasons. Yep. And just never able to get to the Conference Finals. Never able yep. to get over the hump. Never able to do it. And now it's like a team that's already performing well. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, they lost in the first round, for God's sakes, at the number one seed last year. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, things can't get any worse in that sense. Yeah. So I guess you bring him in and you hope that, you know, he's just a veteran guy. But this, again, is just kind of that NBA coaching carousel where I feel like he's a big name and he will be yes. able to manage big personalities. And Giannis and Dame will respect him because he is a championship guy and he's a big name guy. And that's pretty much it. Former player, yeah. uh, I think, always goes a long way as well. I mean, uh, you know, they it's it's kind of bullshit. Like I do feel like I feel, I feel for Adrian Griffin. I do think there's probably more details that need to come out on that side of things. Yeah. But when we're just looking at this as a pure replacement hire for Doc Rivers, like, I mean, fuck, he's getting put into a perfect situation. The work's already done. He's just got to come here, set the starting lineups, call yeah. a couple timeouts near the end of the game. Uh, like he's, he's going to have a very easy job. I would think like, I, I don't think that the bucks are the hardest team to coach. Uh, He's he's proven he can kind of come up with some interesting defensive uh, you know sets in the past and uh, sure, but he doesn't have the people to do it. Like he doesn't have the horses. No, uh, like he, hey man, maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe Malik Beasley will become a three, yeah. or three and D guy that yeah. people for some reason thought sure. he was going to be this year. Uh, maybe find a way to get Chris Middleton to play defense again. I'm not really sure, <laughs> uh, but I, I I am I I would say I'm not really that worried about the Bucks because. Like for on the court production, just because they've been so good with Griffin, I don't really think it's going to make a difference without him. If it's been this much of a disconnect, yeah, like it can only really get better. If anything, from the chemistry and morale sense, I guess, but yeah, I, I think maybe again, this is like more of a thing you look towards in like the future, like playoffs or into the off season, depending on how the season shakes out and everything. Like 
this might be one of those times where I think player empowerment can go the wrong direction. Yes. And once you let them kind of get away with it once, yes. this could be kind of uh, the, the formation of guys just kind of being like, you know what, fuck this. I'm only coach. Uh, I only want my buddy to be coaching. I only want this guy. Coach. Like, And then it's just going to be like, okay, well, what's even the point of having a coach just play five on five like it's a pickup game at the park like who, who cares that that's what i mean yeah yeah like it reminds me too of like when you know the story of when lebron first went to the heat uh and and he had an issue with you know eric spolstra who is a young and inexperienced coach at that point goes to pat mm-hmm. riley tries to say get let's get this guy out of here and pat riley's like no we don't do that shit here i'm sorry yeah, uh yeah, don't yeah. try this again um that i think yeah, I totally agree that that yeah, the second you give an inch to 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 players, you know, in in Giannis's position, and Giannis, that's the other thing that's been proven this year. Giannis is fucking crazy, and 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 he is ultra competitive, uh, and yeah. you know, which which is a great thing. But like, he's going to, I think he knows now that he can kind of pull strings and and make things happen. And I just don't, I yeah, I, I don't think he and and the the players are necessarily. Um, you know, unless you really think you have, you're, you know, there's, there's just no hope to have any sort of good relationship between the the, the group and the coach. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't think they're in the position, or, or you should trust them with sort of making that call. And I know, you, as you said, there, you know, management was coming down, watching practices and all that stuff. But like, I, 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 my issue now, I'm also not that worried about the Bucks. But like, if if things don't look much better under Doc. You're in. I think you are in a worse position. Whereas if you had kept mm-hmm. Griffin around, then you can kind of grow. You can go through adversity. When what once you kind of start figuring things out, then it's like, oh, this is yeah. great. Um, whereas well, now you're like, expected like to cutting, figure things out. Yeah, it's like cutting a rookie player after 45 games because yeah. he's not averaging enough points. Like, yeah, I, like I, come on. I, it, it, you got to give him some kind of a sample size to work with here. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how the the Bucks season kind of ends up culminating after this, and uh, what the future of the not just the Bucks but the league looks like. Uh, I believe it was uh, Bob McNair, former uh, general manager of the Houston Texans, once that said, uh, and he got into hot water for saying, uh, "Don't let the inmates run the prison." Uh, <laughs> and maybe maybe not the, yeah. the the best words used ever no, by no, no. a guy. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe don't let the players run the organization. How yeah, about that? Uh, yeah, let's uh, say that. Yeah. But uh, and another smaller scale kind of weird moves uh, that we're just going to touch on quickly because it is kind of a coaching change. Wes Unsell Jr. relieved of coaching duties, but now moving into a front office position. Uh, the Wizards are going to be looking for a, a new full time coach soon. Seven and thirty seven record. I mean, that uh, their their record's a jet line now. Uh, this yeah. is a uh, a dog shit team with a horrible record, and it's kind so of, bad. It's interesting that they just like kept him like because again another guy who was a, a first year coach if i if i'm not mistaken last year uh, i think yeah and that, he did coach last year okay yeah but i think last year might have been his first year yeah yeah so early on early goings and i think this year really is less to do with him and more just the oh, roster yeah. construction i think that's oh, yeah. probably why they, they kind of kept him around maybe like okay you know what you've got a good mind for this maybe we'll give you another kick at this or maybe we'll you know see if you can actually figure out you've you've been on the ground floor you can kind of tell us what's wrong yeah uh right. what's wrong is jordan pool turns out to actually be maybe one of the worst players in the nba if he's not playing uh, <laughs> yes. golden state uh but this is uh this was just another weird one that you know it's just like okay like I, I guess, like, wh- why not fire your coach if you're this bad? But at the same time, it's like, if you're this bad, do you really need to throw more wood on the fire? Yeah, I don't get why this move was done now. It's very weird. Like, just wait to do it at the end of the season. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, it, but who knows what's going on in Washington? Like, it's so sad, Washington. They they picked a crazy year to bottom out and, and you know, try and pick a, 
you know, pick, pick high in the lottery in the what's projected to be the worst draft uh, ever. Yeah, I mean, no one yeah. faults them for for doing it. Obviously, they they had to move on and and bought them out here. But it's just it's gonna it's looking like a lot of pain for that franchise. And and like I don't know what where they're gonna go. You know, in terms of coaching. But I just don't think that's a very attractive job right now. So I don't think you're going to mm-hmm. get uh, the best talent, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there are two games, uh, you know, up on Detroit in the in the win column. Two games. That's it. Uh, that's that's just wild because uh, it feels like it felt like Detroit had really separated itself as like worse than everyone else. But no, Washington's basically right there, too. They're they want uh, just it. absolutely terrible team. We got a couple teams in the running for worst team ever. Uh, I hope one of them gets it. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I w- would love to see that. We're not going to see any uh, seventy-four and eight teams uh, anytime soon. So no. I'm cool to see a couple, uh, you know, uh, inverses uh, yes. of that record. But uh, to move on here uh, to the, the penultimate section of the show here, uh, an interesting one. We're going to take this one all the way back to to the, the Tuesday night of the NBA okay. uh, because this one's still, I, as far as I'm aware, maybe when you're listening to this, things will be resolved. Hopefully not, because this will still be fresh content for you then. But the Trailblazers are uh, they're protesting the finish against their OKC uh, matchup from Tuesday night, where uh, the Trailblazers uh, blew their fourth quarter lead late. Uh, to the OKC Thunder, uh, the Thunder pulling it out 111 to 109 uh, after Chauncey Billups blows up at midcourt. Uh, they call, try to call a timeout after they bring it across the timeline, and uh, the refs don't call it. Ends up being, I, I believe, a, a turnover on their end, and then a tech and an ejection yeah. to Billups after his blow up on the court, which then gets the free throws, gets the ball back. Trailblazers end up losing as a result of this directly. And when you look at the video, you watch it back. Billups is calling for the timeout. The ref is uh, has the back turned, uh, yeah. but it doesn't mean that the call of the, the timeout wasn't any less legal. He still has to give him that timeout. We've seen, seen it happen in the past when a ref doesn't hear it. They go back, they check it, and they do award it to them after. They didn't want to do it in this one. I'm not yeah. really sure what the case was. They haven't. Again, this is why we need to be post-game refs, uh, post-game ref uh, analysis and interviews, those yeah. uh, little chumps and the, the stripes. they got to get out there and face the masses, I think, uh, yes. start to – start explaining why they're uh, they're fixing these games because this one was it was weird man like to to like I, I think at this point like it was if Billups hadn't have blown up maybe they would have given him the benefit of the doubt and went back reviewed it but uh I think because of the attack they were just like you know what fuck this guy he's a dick and yeah. like, like we're gonna go on but I genuinely I was saying this before we started the podcast Jordan I actually think this one has some legs they might have to replay the last whatever 30 seconds of this game which would be pretty ridiculous because we've only ever seen that once or twice and the last time, I believe, was uh, Houston-San Antonio when James Harden dunked the ball. It went through the mesh and then back up and around and then off the front of the rim. They thought he missed the dunk, yeah, and then yeah, they didn't yeah. count two points and it ended up being like a two-point game, and they had to replay the last two minutes, which was – that was insane, the fact yes. that you couldn't review that and just count the bucket like in that real time. I know. Again, here yeah. we are, similar situation. All you need to do is check the replay, but uh, sometimes these, uh, these stripes are a little incompetent. Yeah, I mean, like, I get it if, like, you know – Chauncey, you know, he's, he's, he's not the loudest guy out there. Maybe he was, you know, kind of softly calling for it. And I get that the ref's looking at, uh, you know, the play right in front of him uh, if, mm-hmm. if you can't hear him initially. But yeah, like, even if you toss a guy with that much time left, like, yeah, I, I don't get, like, it, I don't know if if that's a situation you can challenge, but like it should be. And the refs at that point in the game should just, you know, if there's any doubt, just go look at it. And like, yep. all you have to, I, I, like... I, I'd have to look at the rule though, too, to know like 
does the referee have to hear you say it? Like, or if they look back at the replay and you've got the signal up with your hands, uh, you know, as your team still has the ball, does that, does that count? Because like, you know, that, that's a little sure unclear. Just the signal. I, I guess, but the referee has to either see it or hear you to know when you're mm-hmm. doing it. Like, cause you, you see coaches all the time. They want that timeout. They'll run right up to the official and just right in their chest, make sure they see it, uh, you know, run out to mid court, even though technically, you know, you're not supposed to do that, yeah, but you know, yeah. it's been done before and, and it's all kind of, you know, played, you know, came out in the wash. It's all been fine. Um, so I, I think this one's tough though, because he is trying to do that. I think a little bit, cause the rest yeah. not that far from him. I but know the that's why it yeah. ends so quickly that yeah, he doesn't exactly. even have a chance for it to really even get to that. Like, yeah. And, and that's, yeah, that, that's why I think this one is so confusing. Yeah, no, exactly. That's why I'm like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I, I understand it if the ref just flat out didn't hear it, but I, I like, you know, if, if he's clearly calling signaling for a timeout and you could see that in the replay, just, you know, give it to him. Uh, Cause that, that feels like the fair thing to do, but you know, yeah. we might need some clarification on that, uh, on that rule. Um, but uh, you know, it's it, like, Brogdon too. I don't get why he didn't try and call timeout in that situation before he fucking went and pretty blatantly double dribbled it. Like he's also got the ball there too. That's why, you know, players can call it just, just as much as coaches can. Um, and so, you know, I think it it was just a bunch of bad luck for, for Portland that they, they didn't hear him. Brogdon made, made kind of a a boneheaded move to dribble out of there, uh, you know, without having, you know, no one slapped the ball or anything. He just picked it up and dribbled again. So, so yeah, it's a weird situation, but I, I, I do think if, like, why do we have replay if not to like see yep, yep. where coaches, uh, I mean. you know, are kind of, you know, making this call. And I, I, you know, if it's not a rule right now, I feel like we should make it one, you know, it, because arenas are also loud. This was in OKC, sure, yeah, I believe, yeah. you know, who, who, Chauncey could have been, you know, screaming at an appropriate volume and the ref just couldn't hear it. But that's 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 not really fair. So and especially yeah. especially if Chauncey was listening to the rules of the ref staying in the coaching box staying behind mm-hmm. that line where you're supposed to then like what what are you supposed to do if, if you're supposed to stay there but you want to call a timeout the ref doesn't hear you so yeah if, if if it's ruled that you know he they they can look back at it they can change that then yeah replay that bitch because uh you know the 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 technical free throw was hit then jalen williams comes down hits, hits the game winner there um yep. and you know it a nice it, shot too. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, great, great, great finish to it ultimately. But uh, and it's 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 hard too to think about this because it's the fucking Blazers. Like they, there's yeah, no well, I mean, stakes to their for season. Them in the end, um, yeah. So it's like it, it maybe that'll kind of play into it whether the league would admit that or not. Like it would be different if it was you know second last game of the season uh, between you know teams where seating was really an issue. But uh, you know mm-hmm. we'll we'll see where it goes because yeah I do think. I, I agree with you. This is one of the ones that, uh, you know, there's a legitimate case that, that Chauncey can make that, you know, he was, he was clearly calling for it. And, and that was another bad break too, because I mean, uh, hell, he was playing this game after he said he was a supermax player and he put up a staggering two for seven shooting. <laughs> out five, uh, with, yeah. With uh, five, yeah. five points and seven rebounds. Yeah, but then the poor go. guy was in a, a ice rink. He couldn't even get to the game. Uh, first ever NBA history DNP because he couldn't fucking get to. <laughs> He's lying. He was gaming. He's like, yeah, oh, no, I can't. 100%. Come in. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. There's ice. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds I, I kind of like that. He's like a, he's a, literally a trailblazer in the sense that he's going to be the first <laughs> First NBA yeah. player to call in sick yeah, to work, sick. but he's I'm not sick actually today. sick. No. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, much DeAndre. respect to, to, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, man. He's got his money. He's chilling. He's going to buy some VC. And, he's dominating. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 sho- he, I'm shocked that he didn't, uh, like, there's not screenshots of him online. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, well, yeah. yeah. honestly, 
do you think that DeAndre Ayton actually watched the game after? Like when he was like, no. oh, fuck, I'm not going to be able to make it, guys. Doubt like, it. Okay, I'm rooting root for you boys. He probably threw on Netflix, hung out with his girl or yeah. something. Like he wasn't yeah. fucking watching the game. I don't, no, he's no, like, no. oh, crazy, he's going to beat us by 50. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to move on and wrap up the podcast here, uh, a big, not really a big trade, but depends on how you look at it. But a trade in the NBA, trade, uh, the, yeah. Miami, the Miami Heat trying to get a little bit better, trying to improve, especially on the offensive end, something that they've kind of struggled with so far this season with scary Terry Rozier coming from the Charlotte Hornets in exchange for Kyle Lowry and a protected 2027 first round pick. Interesting move, Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people have liked it. Some people have not liked it. I personally am not super into this one. And so far it also hasn't looked great. Uh, Cause this trade happened earlier in the week. Terry Rozier's played two games. He's shooting six for 21 total <laughs> yeah. uh, in that span. I mean, your trade again, I, I think it was the first thing I said to you when, uh, when again, again, this was also a lot of the news that we were going to talk about today, and we did talk about it all came out within like 48 hours. It was the Embiid and Cat crazy scoring nights, Griffin fired, Unsell moved, all yep. this shit was happening all within two days. Yeah. Uh, and right after we recorded, of course. So uh, yes. Monday to Friday uh, schedule sometimes bites you in the ass. But remember, it is Monday to Friday. Yeah. Uh, but this was a weird trade to me because. Kyle Lowry obviously is over the hill. I uh, love him. Great player. Uh, yep. I kind of hope somehow he falls back to the Raptors. He can just retire, call it quits, whatever. Uh, I don't yep. know that maybe he wants to go and try and find his way into the contender if he can. Yep. I don't know if that's going to happen. But it's an upgrade in the sense of just top-end talent that can maybe win you a game. And, you know, that's great and all. But I just don't think that Terry Rozier is a good fit for this squad at all. He's never been good on defense. He's a very undersized player. I'm glad uh, you're bringing this up. Yeah, like, like you're not, like, he doesn't fit the Heat's culture whatsoever. Like, he's a tough guy, but, like, he's just all offense. So now you're going to make a backcourt of him and Tyler Hero yep. in an Eastern Conference where when you're in the playoffs, you're going to have to play against a Halliburton. You're going to have to play against a Tyrese Maxey, a Jalen Brunson, a Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I, I mean, anyone on the Celtics on the perimeter, like, they are going to get feasted on, eaten yeah. alive. Like Jimmy Butler and Bam are two of the best defenders in the NBA. They can't play defense for three other guys too, though, on the same at the same time on the court. Yeah. Uh, like I, I really think this was a kind of a, a rushed move. I feel like Pat Riley and the boys just kind of were like, you know what, we're gonna just make a move to see if we can get better and try and compete at this top level. You get a better player, but I think this was a bad move, and you give up that 2027 first round pick that they were trying to use and like looming around all these trades when they're looking at getting Dame or Donovan Mitchell and all these yeah. other all-star level talents. And you're going to give that 2027 first round pickup for Terry Rozier. I'm, I'm really not on, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very off this trade. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah. for Charlotte, you get off a big contract, you get some draft capital, you have a veteran guy in Kyle Lowry. Maybe he can go into the locker room and smack those boys around and teach them, uh, you know, what it means to be a professional. I don't uh, think he's showing up. <laughs> I no, I think, I think, yeah, I think he'll get uh, paid leave until they yeah. find him a new home. But uh, yeah. overall, I mean, Charlotte, you got something for a guy. Good for you. Uh, Miami, I think you got worse. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great move for Charlotte finally doing something to sell off some of yeah. these vets that they do not need. Uh, it makes sense. You know, they've got new ownership there. This is basically their first, uh, you know, decision and move. And I think it's a great one. You do not need Terry Rozier. You can get a f- first for this guy. A hundred percent. You do it. Um, and uh, Hayward, you're next. Your yeah. You're numbered. Absolutely. I hope. Um, yeah. My God. Maybe PJ Washington, uh, you know, I heard some on Raptors Twitter, maybe identifying that guy. That'd be interesting. But uh, yeah, the, 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 so yeah, I, I love it for the Charlotte. Um, and yeah, for the heat, like, 
Everything you just said, I agree with about Terry Rozier. I've been hearing the opposite in the media, that this guy's good on defense, that this 6'1 uh, guy is good on defense. I'm like, where where is this coming from? Because he yeah. hasn't had to play any sort of meaningful basketball to show off any good, uh, you know, stuff on defense since he Quote was with Boston. Defense. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and in Boston, like, yeah, he wasn't awful. He wasn't like Trey young uh, style bad on defense, but like he wasn't good. I I've yeah. never, I've never seen Terry Rozier in my life and thought of him, uh, you know, as a good defender or seen him play really good lockdown defense. And, and, and then I've yeah. heard on the other side, Oh, he's just such a great heat culture guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? This guy was yeah. uh, even when on Boston kind of selfish, like he wasn't like the best kind of team player uh, goes to make his money in Charlotte and has just been rotting away on a terrible team back down there. I know he has good stats this year and he's yeah. still a good shooter. He's still, you know, assist numbers look good this year, but I don't think he is a good heat culture guy. who's going to go in and, you know, play really hard nosed and, you know, sacrifice his stats for the good of the team. Like, he hasn't been doing that, uh, you know, for, for years. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, even with the Celtics, like he, he, he yeah, he was, he was good, you know, on that young team that, that went deep in the playoffs. Um, and you know, he, he drew Bledsoe. Uh, yeah, beat. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he had a good run and, you know, then, but that again, I, I don't know. That was just, that was so far removed from now. I just, I haven't seen that it's in so long. Ago. Yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not convinced that he came back there. He's still only shooting 35% from three, you know, on high volume that that's not bad. And he's, he's a good shooter. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, and, mm-hmm. and obviously he's probably like a slight upgrade over Kyle Lowry, all things considered, but, but I, I don't, I don't think that that's a hundred percent true in, in terms of where Kyle Lowry has elevated his game to in the playoffs mm-hmm. these last few years after he's looked washed dead in the water done. He won the heat like that, that those, those first couple games when they go on the road in Boston, last year and and in multiple playoff games and series since Kyle Lowry's joined the heat, he has legitimately won them games, not by scoring, but going out there, getting in the pick and roll with bam, distributing to the right guys, taking charges, uh, you know, hitting the timely shots, controlling the the perfect kind of heat culture guy. Yeah, he exactly. And that's why they brought him in. And, you know, yes, he's, he's 37 years old or whatever he is at this point. He's over the hill. He may well not get to that point again in the playoffs. I get that, but, I would almost rather take that chance with Kyle than, than you know, go and get, you know, scary Terry. I, I just think the, the likelihood that Terry Rozier is going to shoot the heat out of a game in the playoffs is just as likely, if not more likely, that he's going to shoot them into games. Um, and yep. as you said, a short offense-only guard is not what they needed. Like, they, they did not mm-hmm. need that. They have Tyler Hero already. He can kind of do what Terry Rozier does. Um, and in if a you're bigger, really, younger package. Yes, yes. And if you're really going to And a way them, better passer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, again, uh, six and a half assists is what Terry Rozier is averaging this year. I think that goes way down when he joins the Heat because, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I don't actually think he's a good playmaker. I think he could just kind of had a lot of usage in Charlotte because he was the only one who, you know, knew what he was doing, especially with Lonzo yep. Ball out a lot of the time. Um, and so, yeah, I agree. Tyler Hero is a, you know, bet, better in almost every aspect. Um, and you, trotting out those two in the backcourt, like what the, what the hell? They're going to get picked on by everyone from, you know, yeah. the, forget Boston, you know, Milwaukee, Philly. The Bulls will feast against, uh, you know, the, the that backcourt, any team you put up against them. So, so yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not really hot on this move. Um, and, and there were... There were other guys I would have identified. Like we talked about DeJounte Murray being moved. He would actually, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of, you know, not Perfect. exactly a heat culture guy in terms of his, uh, you know, reputation in terms of, you know, professionalism and all that, what, mm-hmm. whatever. But if you could 
get him, get his mind in the right spot and get him on the same page. He's at least big and can defend and him and Tyler hero in the backcourt makes kind of sense size wise. And, you know, uh, you know, he, he can play a little bit off ball on ball, you know, take over that responsibility a little bit. So yeah, I, I, I don't love this, uh, you know, ultimately for the heat and, and we'll see that they're good at identifying really good at ident- identifying, you know, what they need and what players will fit well. But this one just, just feels weird and a bit of a, uh, because also to be fair to Kyle Lowry, he was playing better earlier on than in the year. He looked good. It's just the last like, you know, month, uh, basically that, that he's just looked washed and it feels like they just gave up on him quick. It's kind of like when the Cavs last year just bought out Kevin Love, let him walk to Miami for, for, for nothing, uh, because mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they didn't even want to bother trading him. And I'm like, this guy's still got stuff left in the tank. That's still kind of how I feel about Kyle. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I t- totally agree. I, I, don't know about this one for Miami, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it, it's still early. Yeah. Well, again, uh, eight, four, and three on uh, under thirty percent from the field shooting uh, in twenty nine minutes per game in his first two games of the Heat. So yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely not a, a great way to ingratiate, ingratiate yourself. Pardon me. Yeah, to yeah. your new squad. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what's next for Kyle Lowry, our boy with the apple bottom? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I hope that he can find his way onto a team that needs him. Uh, there's Sixers a lot of would be cool. That, uh, yeah, back home, uh, going uh, back home. The, 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 again, like the only problem right now is that he would have to be traded for it to work. Yes. Uh, based on the, the MLE rules, they, they can't just buy him out. He can't go to a certain list of teams, and they're pretty much all the teams he'd want to probably go to if he actually wants to go for a ring. Yeah. Uh, so interesting to see how that's all going to work out because he still does have a, a bit of a, a bit of money attached to him. So someone would have to really want to be banking on a, a sure-handed like, bench point guard. But, I mean, yeah, Sixers would be cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know if the Lakers are going to be beating down the door to get a guy like that. But, I mean, they would probably benefit from use having him. a they guy like Kyle him. Lowry. Like, I know he's not the sexiest uh, name out there. And people, like, I, I, and I think maybe we're also just, we know exactly what you're getting with them because yes. we – we're, again, if you're a first-time listener and you're going to get Jordan's feet picks, we are Raptors homers. And yeah, I've got Raptors guy, tattoos you know, on my feet. I hope that's okay yeah. uh, on each toe. Yeah, I hope you like it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all, all jerseys. Yeah. Uh, number, uh, Kyle, number Chris seven Humphreys. is the big toe. Chris Humphreys mm, is on yes. there. Um, mm-hmm. I won't reveal anymore. It's, it'll ruin it. Nice, yes. Uh, little Bargiani pinky toe. Yeah. Uh, but they – uh, Jared they, but legitimately, he's a, a a guy who can go in there and he can help you, like you said, win games. And uh, the big yeah, reason think, is because he, he will make I still think he's got the... stuff left in the tank. I really do. Yeah. I, I think that this is a weird, a, a rare miss, a rare mistake on yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the the side of the heat. And, you know, time will tell. Maybe Terry Rozier will break out and he'll make an all-defensive team and we'll look like idiots, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, a couple months from now. But uh, I feel pretty confident in this one. But uh I also feel pretty confident that you guys have enjoyed this podcast and uh, yeah, the feet, the feet episode. I didn't see this yeah. coming, but I'm happy. It was a long time coming. I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we've been due. Uh, yeah. But we're also due for you guys to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk X, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook for the old heads. Be sure to follow us. We release podcasts every Monday and Friday, so be mm-hmm. sure to check us out. Yep. Next yep. episode coming on Monday. And until then, it's Matt Eichner, Jordan Flegel. Big Dog Ball Talk, and as my good friend Jordan always says. <sighs> Magic is back oh uh, on X uh, slash uh, Twitter. Magic is back tweeting, and it's like, we haven't talked about this in a while. It's fucking wild. I, I, I like, I, I could spend all day real life reading. <laughs> so, like, I really need to know if he's typing it or if he's telling it to someone or if he's putting it yeah. in chat GPT because it's the craziest <laughs> thing. 
a couple days ago, he tweeted about the OG trade. Everyone's like, oh, that's great. What do you think of Michael Jordan's retirement this season? You're a little bit late <laughs> on this, buddy. Uh, but, you know, Magic, what a legend. Uh, just, you know, spitting facts, literally. He just writes out facts uh, in, in the most mm-hmm. body way possible. Uh, you know, it's enviable. Love it. Today, me and Jordan recorded a podcast, <laughs> and we uploaded it, and we talked about some feet. We're great friends. We talked about feet and basketball. Wonderful. <laughs>